Karen is now going to bring us our reading, which is from Luke uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 1 to 20. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, it's really good so many of you have come, and uh, it's, it's, there's something very reassuring with the chaos and people sleeping in airports and folk not able to travel and see their loved ones that uh, here we are today. And uh, it's reassuring, isn't it, that in the midst of all the mayhem on the roads that uh, we're able to be here and give thanks to God for that. I guess the Christmas story is the most familiar. The problem with the familiarity is that uh, it can breed almost contempt if we don't check ourselves. It is an awesome event, full of wonder and glory and new beginnings. So, the children in a village school where we should have been uh, this morning were rehearsing, a bit like you young folk were rehearsing uh, at uh, 10 o'clock this morning. It was a big event in this school, the annual nativity play. Now, in this type of school, everybody was keen to take part. And so they had to have um, a rehearsal 
to choose the best actor and actresses. Unfortunately, in the top class, the part of the innkeeper, done by Sophie, no less, today, was given to somebody in the class's best friend, and he was jealous. He said, not to the teacher, to himself, I should have had that part. I'm much better, more dramatic than you. But those were his thoughts. He didn't say anything. He wanted the role of Joseph, the key role. So he plotted his revenge. Big school, picture the scene. Lots of parents, teachers, friends, family, they were all there. No room. Some of them had to stand at the back. The place was so full. Well, he said nothing. His revenge was this. At the performance, in the school... All these people were there when Joseph and Mary approached the inn. Picture the scene in your mind. It's very familiar. When they approached the inn and spoke to the innkeeper, now his revenge had come. You know what he did? He threw wide the door and said, Come in! I've been waiting for you all day. There's plenty of room here. What a terrible thing to do. His friend, who should have had a Nobel Prize for not only acting but for peacemaking, pretended to go in and to look around. He pushed aside the innkeeper and reappeared outside to speak to the whole audience. And this is what he said. This place is filthy. Come on, Mary, we'll go in, into the stable and keep ourselves warm. And so the play is back on track. <laughs> Things happen like that in life that you just have to make an adjustment, don't get flustered, and stick to the script. One of the things that we've given in the Bible is a very clear script. And often people want to scupper us. So I want to ask you a, a question. Um, I'd like to have um, two people, let's say a, a, a man and a woman, let's have a look here. Uh, ah, and Natalie, you, can you come up please? And let's see who, who else we, we can have. Brian, yes, thank you. I know you're so shy and you're a good Ulster man, but uh, <laughs> come up here a minute. Right. I want to, uh, by the way, this is, this is Natalie. Hi. Hi. Here we know. And how old are you? There you are. Look at that. Isn't that good? Yes. Give it a clap. That, that's not you, Akil. Okay. Right. Um, if I was to press you both, right, and this, you, you have no warning, have you? Uh, just stand here so that I can hold this. Right. Um, the innkeeper. Okay. You have to say yes or no. Right. 
I'm going to ask you first, and then I'm going to go to you, Brian, to say, and I, I want you then to put your hands up, and I want just to have a straw poll to see what our response is. The innkeeper, in your opinion, knowing the Bible as you do, good Baptists as you are, was he a goodie or a baddie? Hey, that's good. Right. What? Okay, why was he a baddie? Sending a pregnant woman around the back and not making space. Not making space. Why was he a goodie? Well, he didn't have any room. He couldn't build an extension there and then. <laughs> okay, thank you. You may go and sit down. That's interesting. I didn't know. Right. So, what do you think? Let's start then. Uh, if you stand with um, Brian, that he was a baddie, put your hands up. How many of you think he was a baddie? Well done, Sophie. Come off the fence. That, hands up higher. Come on, I want to see it. Uh, you, you have to... Right, I'll know if you don't put your hands up. You'll come out here and sing a solo. <laughs> uh, keep it up, Alistair. Thank you. Let's have a look. Yes. You don't want to sing a solo, Alistair. And we don't want you to either. Right, okay. A goodie. Some things don't change. Right. Okay. He's a goodie. Let's ask somebody who should really, really know. Shall we? Mr. Gibson, he's a scholar. Let's see what he says. Why was he a goodie? Because it would have been a discourtesy to a guest he already had to chuck someone out. Yeah, but he's the king of kings. Who, who else voted? Uh, you didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> he should have known it. Right. There you are. Okay, let's go back to our script then. Oh, no, one other thing yeah, while we're here. Um, can I have two? Y you come up here, Zach. Thank you. And, um, uh, y yes, Naomi. Right. Uh, I want you to look at me this time, not them. Okay. <laughs> now, see this tie? Yeah. yeah, right. Is this working? It is. Yeah. Good. What do you see in my tie? Mary and Joseph. Thank you. What else do you see in my tie? Uh, camels and wise men. <laughs> camels and wise men. Anything else? Uh, uh, angels. Angels. Good. So we've had Mary and Joseph, camels, angels. Anything else? Uh, the star. The star, yes. So what do you think of my tie? <laughs> Yes. Good. You can sit down. What do you think of my tie? You did say yes. Thank you. I know. A Christmas tie. It tells the story. But would um, anybody notice what is not on my tie? Somebody want to come up? Look. Come up. Yes. Oscar. Thank you. What is not on my tie from the Christmas story? Who have been talking about who is a goodie or a baddie? The wise men? Uh, close. The innkeeper. That's what you meant, wasn't it? Yes. There's no innkeeper on my tie. Where's baby, Je baby Jesus is there. Look. There. Yeah, thank you. Okay, go sit down. That's good. So you can tell the story from my tie. I'm sure soon you can, that you can have ties where you just press the button and it will tell the story. I, I, I'm sure that will happen. Right. Let's come very quickly because I think we should go home soon. Ah, can somebody tell me how many mince pies are there in 40 dozen? Put your hand up. Mrs. Walker is going to be in big trouble. 40 dozen. Sam. 
418. Yes, 418. And um, we're going to have uh, uh, to go out into the... <laughs> to the, the village and the country to give away mince pies for Christmas. <laughs> Just so that you feel reassured, I haven't started my talk yet. And it's, uh, is, is that all right? You don't mind, I know. Just one other thing. Um, this is a superb book, a really, really cracking book. I'm going to leave it here. At Christmas Day, um, we sponsor... Uh, not sponsor well, we do support and sponsor events in London City Mission. And this year, we are producing or sponsoring this, this book as part of our missionary giving. And uh, I'm going to leave it purposely here. The pictures alone are excellent. And when you think that almost most nations of the world pass through the city on an average week and the mission halls uh, work and do superb uh, outreach in all sorts of ways, and uh, I'm going to leave this here, just for you to have a look when you pass and pick up your mince pie. So, we are not quite sure whether the innkeeper was a goodie or a baddie. Maybe a bit of both. He didn't know, but maybe he should have known. He was probably religious, at least a Jew, and the star was a good sign, but... He didn't. Why? Not because he was bad, but for sure because he was busy. Busy. Too busy. Simply too busy for Christmas. And we, I hope, know the danger. The innkeeper had so much to do so many chose that somehow he missed the point. Life is often, people say, a feast or a famine. Far too much to do and sometimes too little to do. No time to stop, no time to talk, no time to eat, no time to sleep, no time to think, no time to pray. You have in your order of service, and I want you to get it out, please. I want us to read this, if you can share with somebody else. And what I'd like to do, I'm going to do the first line, and you respond with the bold letters. Okay? Uh, once I start, then we'll continue right to the end. So, you need to concentrate on this. Share your sheets together if you haven't got one. We are thinking about too busy to respond. And this is from Isaiah's prophecy. That he issues this wonderful invitation. And of course it finds ultimately its fulfillment in the Lord Jesus. A great invitation. So I'm going to begin and I want you to read the lines in between. Come... You who are thirsty, come, you who are you who hunger for more in life, come, you who are seeking for meaning, come, 
you who are overwhelmed. Come, you who are fearful. Come, you who long for the past. Come to the Lord, your Creator and your Saviour calls you. Amen indeed. And that's the invitation that we have. So take time, take time to plan like the Magi. It was no accident that they arrived at Bethlehem. It was the pursuit of the greater and often letting go of the lesser. Take time to plan. Take time to respond. Take this home with you and make it real for you this, this Christmas time. Like the shepherds, last night I was clearing the snow and I heard, because of the stillness, the bleating of the sheep. Not extraordinary. Even on a night like last night, the local farm. Can you imagine the shepherds leaving, leaving their sheep? They would have probably left some people there to keep an eye on them. Why? Letting go of the lesser to see the greater. Take time. Make time your servant but not your master. We all have 24 hours. We all are busy. Some are too busy. Some are not busy enough. But we can be too busy for the greater things and we can lose out on the lesser. Let me finish by saying this, and this is a personal note, that apart from your personal reception of Jesus Christ, then Christmas is humbug. Famous quote, isn't it? And in the dictionary, humbug is called a delusion and a cheat. That's Christmas. It's a delusion and it's a cheat. But with Jesus Christ, central to that, it is something glorious and wonderful and draws us into the indescribable gift of a Saviour who is Christ the Lord.